Josh, every single time I see Reynolds make a catch for Detroit, for like a split second, I'm like, Jazz Reynolds? I don't know why. Every single time. I, and I, obviously we've had the Lions a lot this year because their playoff run. I'm not kidding. It's like, wait, Reynolds? There's just not a lot of wide receivers with the last name Reynolds. So I look at him like, Jack, is that Jazz Reynolds? He no. made it. Well, he would. Let's see. His last year at OU was, what, 12? Yeah, it was so That would have been, been a pretty distinguished NFL career. And then number two, rrr, you people trying to tell me about this 7-10 to day law in Michigan. They had the freaking press conference on Saturday, and Sharon Moore is already that dude. How about uh, Tim Lester at Iowa? That I told a, you it was going to oh, be Kevin right. John. I, I forgot. You and I talked on Saturday. That's a little bit out of left field, too, isn't it, with it, Lester? It was down to those two. And oh, okay. It, it sounded like it was going to be John's, and then <laughs> in typical Kirk Ferentz fashion, when you zig, you zag. Threw the old curveball at him. And, of course, it, it winds up being Tim Lester, who, of course, was – uh, tremendous at Western Michigan when he got fired in 2022 for <laughs> basically having the nation's worst offense. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make these things up. Does Kirk Ferentz go into these meetings and be like, do you know offense? It's like, yeah. I can't hire you. I got to find someone that doesn't know what they're doing here. Get in here. Tim, do you know offense? Kind of. Well, let me look here. Ooh, worst offense in Western Michigan history. Do you like three and outs? You know what? You're hired. Uh, and then there was one other thing from this weekend. Uh, I do not have the Thunder loss to Detroit in my top five stories of the day. Not what you would describe as a great loss. But I think, as uh, Steve McGee put it, I think Steve's the only reporter in Oklahoma that travels to every single Thunder game. So shout out to News 9 for that investment. Um but he said the Thunder look like a team that's ready to go home. And I think he t- I think he tweeted it like midway through the second quarter, and you're like, yeah, it's going to be one of those days. I uh, That's why you, just, you can't treat the NBA like you do football or college football, man. There's going to be those games that just you scratch your head. Yeah, it's such a long season. Long season. All right, you ready for the top five stories today? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Ah, uh, yes. I-44X and 107 Newcastle Casino. Online at newcastlecasino.com, where real gamers go to play. Check out their rewards and how you can be a part of a little bit of everything they've got to offer. All right, big story, number five. Number five. I just, I, I'm... Looking at the notes, we got Parker coming up in exactly 54 minutes from now to recap everything. But it sounds, Josh, like Junior Day was a success and things seemed to roll pretty well for Oklahoma. We mentioned Steve Wiltfong had the article about uh, the impact that they've made on, let me see, what was this dude's name? The linebacker Christian Jones that is uh, considering Oklahoma along with Notre Dame and Nebraska. Quote, the experience in Norman was great, Christian said to Wiltfong. I really like how Coach Venables has his program set up. One thing that catches my eye is their culture. Talked about the soul mention and learning about OU. So good stuff on the Christian Jones who, ooh, has a crystal ball projection to Nebraska. He's from Omaha. So that that obviously is always going to be a difficult hill to climb. But a linebacker? Yeah, I'm going to give Brent Venables a puncher's chance. Yeah, sure. 
Absolutely. And uh, really anybody defensively. We, we still don't know what's next with Garen Hatcher. We know Oklahoma's interested, but we know that Landon Hatcher announced on Twitter, which might have kind of gone under the radar because he announced right before kickoff of the AFC championship game, he announced that he is headed back to Washington. That, uh, my friend, is a professional news dump. Right before the uh, kickoff of the NFL games, bravo. Everyone's well like, everyone's like, what's a Friday, Friday news dump? Be on alert. No, no, no. Drop something like right before the Super Bowl kicks off. Now, that's a news dump right there. Drop something before the AFC or NFC championship games. I, I, think, I think championship Sunday is one of my favorite days of the year. We had a good one this year, too. Yeah, yeah, two good games. It looked I, like uh, maybe it was going to be a laugher for Detroit, and then obviously it turned in a hurry. Two games to focus on, you're good to go. All right, anything – oh, uh, David Stone was, what, 29th in the on three rankings, and everyone seems to be mad about that. So. Sorry, we're going to have to boycott on three now. And I, I think just beyond that, if you need to sell anyone on recruiting, there's six Sooners playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. So, pretty cool, huh? All right, um, big story number four. Number four. It was not, Josh Helmer, an overall great weekend for Oklahoma Sooner Athletics. I'm going to do what uh, Stuart Gilligan Griffin calls the compliment sandwich here. Start with the good, bad in the middle, and then end with something good. Good. Women's gymnastics meet was awesome. Thanks to everyone that got to go, including my man Gary, who had tickets but ended up having to pay for them. Gary, I got you. I'll make it up to you, I promise. 30 years, Josh. I've never made a mistake like that. 30 years. Um, but so, so sorry, Gary. Gary, my bad, man. I'll make it up to you. But women's gym went out, took care of business. It was tight. It was tight, Josh. 197-775 to 197-150. And I don't uh, – can I give my – KJ's coming in tomorrow at 9 a.m. Here's my analysis. Sooner seemed a little bit juiced on the vault, and really, they really got hosed in the scoring. I, I just I can't think of any other way to put it. They're still the number one team in the country, but they have they have a must see. I, I I don't know how else to phrase it, but they have a must see. And I don't know much about her, and I don't know if we've talked about her. But Soraya Hawthorne, who is a transfer from Georgia, her floor routine, freaking rocks. Mesmerizing? It's amazing. And it's it's just, it's kicking. Julio was there. If you guys saw it, she went third. And the music is on point. Everyone's dancing along with her. She's got incredible athleticism. I I don't know that we've talked about her. I don't know that I've seen her. But the the group that I was with, everyone is like jaw dropped watching her perform. It's uh, unreal, dude. A uh, surprise from KJ? I well, and I think I think she's been in the rotation all year. I just don't think I've asked about her. We're talking about her tomorrow. All right, so there's the good. It's good. The bad. A couple tough wrestling matches over the weekend. Uh, great crowds, though. Good to see the support there. Uh, it, it's just Iowa State's really good. Yeah, they are. They, they are good. <laughs> I mean, Iowa State's really good. Sooners lost a 37-4. to four. And then Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa is really good. <laughs> Sooners lost 39-12. to 12. So we'll see, if, we'll see if they can get things back on track. 
coming up this week. But Obviously, that's weekend. where Coach wants to take uh, the program to is to, well, where those two are at and then, and then elevate it. I, I would also add, Josh, that um, it was not a good weekend for Mark Williams and the men's gymnastics team who came up just short against Illinois on the road. I don't really know what's going to be the other part of my compliment sandwich. <laughs> that's a, I, I, tennis. Tennis made a good run of the ITA regional championships. The women fell to Cal. How's that? There you go. They, they, they made her. There you go. <laughs> and before you're like, what about basketball? Well, we're getting to that big story number two. But kind of a rough weekend on that front. Great. By the way, back to OU Women's Gymnastics. Great crowd. Thanks to everyone who came out and supported it. It was awesome. It was a, it was a fun event. And those Friday night, those $2 beers – they're two dollars, and there's not a ridiculous line or anything. It's they they had it spaced out well. Maybe not your typical beer drinking audience, but it was it was pretty cool. Had a lot of stuff going on. All right, big story number four. Wait, number three. Sorry, number three. Got ahead of myself. Uh, college hoops weekend. You want to do this here? It is um, it's spicy between Iowa State, yeah, and Kansas State right now, right? It's a uh, it's spicy. So the the TJ Otzelberger frustration, Josh, carried over to the win over Kansas. And yes, Iowa State beat Kansas this weekend. Um, kind of kind of took care of business. Kind of kind of controlled things. Sure, for Iowa State. And instead of getting to sit down at the post game press conference and talk his gas and tell everyone how great he was, TJ Otzelberger came in fired up. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly disappointing um, that after such an awesome game and awesome environment and atmosphere, that I even have to begin uh, by addressing um, something that happened, you know, earlier this week. Uh, the ludicrous, ludicrous rumors uh, earlier this week uh, that somehow we were trying to gain an advantage uh, looking into our opponents' huddles is an affront to our players our fans, and to me. It's not who I am. It's not what our program is about. And I'm angry that someone would even make that suggestion. What is factual is one of their staff members cursed out one of our student managers who is mopping the floor under the basket. (laughs) So let's put this to bed here and now. It didn't happen. It won't happen. And others need to be much more careful with their words moving forward. Now, as for the game today. Okay, hold on. That's, you can have that time, TJ Otzelberger. Yeah, we don't care about that. So let me cliff notes this real quick, and you tell me if you think I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out anything, Josh. Tense handshake between Jerome Tang and TJ Otzelberger. Yes. Afterwards, both. Talked about, hey, man, it's just it's a little thing. I have great respect for the program. TJ's a great guy. Nothing to it. TJ said, we'll keep it within. You know, it's respect their program. Then Kellis Robinette from the Kansas Wichita Eagle, one of those papers, reported that Kansas State was upset because they saw uh, what they thought was a staff or somebody that was taping their huddle at every single timeout. And then either racing over or texting over the information or something. But they would specifically come and stand there, a couple guys, during timeouts. And that's what led to that. 
<laughs> so, by the way, Kansas State, other issues. They've lost two games in a row. But. <laughs> so, Otz is saying, nah, we're not, we're not doing that. And I guess the story, because they played, oh, you played on Tuesday night. This was on Wednesday. So, this game was on Wednesday night. I guess the Robinette story broke during the day. On, on like Thursday night into Friday. Mm-hmm. And so this was really his first chance to respond to it. Right. Talk about it. Respond. Oh, we always. And I mean, it, it it's kind of sad because he had open with it after this happened. <laughs> one of the one of the biggest moments of the season for Iowa State going on uh, at home and doing this. Iowa State knocks off number seven, Kansas, 79-75. And in the T.J. Otzelberger era. Kansas and Iowa State have the most wins over top 10 teams in the country. They each have nine. Pretty impressive. Nice little statistic uh, right there. So who, whose side do you believe in? You believe in odds or you believe in the tang gang? Coaches, coaches are weird. I mean, they really are about this stuff. I mean, it's. I, I did a show yesterday with Pat Bradley, and – uh, he played at Arkansas. He's one of the all-time greatest Arkansas Razorback shooters ever. And I said, am I crazy? In that? I mean, what do you really gain by taping a huddle, even if you are? And he said, you know, in our offense, we didn't even know what we were going to do half the time because if a defense reacts one way, you're going to go this way, right? Or you're going to play. So, I, Josh, I am on Team TJ Otzelberger about this. It's the dumbest thing ever. I've I've never understood the reaction sometimes to basketball. I mean, is he sitting there with a mic and being like, hey, 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 hey. hey the kids go, check, check, check. All right. And, and like, oh, no. And all these guys are wired up all the time anyway. So, I mean, what, what are we even doing? It uh, feels to me as though Tang, who's usually pretty composed and I think uh, a very thoughtful guy and a great leader for Kansas State, I think it was a moment of weakness for him, and he was frustrated about the loss and was looking for a reason why things didn't go according to plan. Yeah. And it's been a frustrating year, I think, for Kansas State in the sense that probably Tang won't say it publicly, but feels like Naquan Tomlin should still be on the team. Yep. So I think there's a little bit of uh, frustration that's still simmering there, and I think it boiled over in this moment, and I think Tang made a mistake. Now, speaking of mistakes – Late on Saturday night, Texas did what freaking Texas has done all year long, which is look incredible for two games and then lay an egg. <laughs> but everyone quickly jumped because a bunch of uh, BYU nerds had the horns down shirts, and they wore. I think it's spelled out horns down. They were sitting in the front row, and they were told to take them off. Now, everybody immediately reacted. It's like, oh, look at Texas. Look how soft that is. Mark Pope, afterwards, the head coach at BYU – wasn't asked, wasn't prompt, just said this. If I can, Ty's going to be mad at me here, but uh, I don't know. Are you guys reporting on this horns down t-shirt? <coughs> are you guys hearing this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just know from our student, from our, uh, you know, they were taken off before the game started, right? And and from our, from the rock and from our players and from our student body, uh, that's just not us. It's, that's not how we roll. And it was just a, a miscalculation on, on just a couple eager kids uh which we love the eagerness of these fans but this is not it's not what we do here so uh, we love every, all eighteen thousand people in in this gym they were incredible tonight 
And just that, just so you know, that's not um, that's not something that we're supporting. So so dumb it is. But I don't think Texas said anything uh, outside of Rodney Terry a couple weeks ago. Which again, Rodney Terry walked back. I think he was in the same position that Tang was, and maybe Drum Tang was in. Tough loss, and you're a little emotional. Poor judgment in in a in a in a moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as I I was like, dang it, I wanted Mark because Mark Pope, who's the head coach, former real, I think it was at Kentucky, was a big guy at Kentucky. When I went back to find the audio, and he goes. I, I, one more thing. I want to say something. I'm like, oh, here he goes with how dare they make us take those shirts off. And he's like, I'm like, oh, dang it. He was the architect. You're the one. You're that guy. It's fun. How dare you? I, I, I mean, I guess obviously there's a, a layer of classiness to it. Sure. For me, Josh Elmer, I don't know if you felt this, but without this was the first Saturday we haven't had any football in a while. Right, because you had a couple Saturday games last week, and you had two Sunday games. This this Saturday was I, I think really the first time where I just sat down after I got home and watched a ton of college basketball. Right, because you didn't have really anything else, and um, I thought it, we had some good games. Houston beat the snot out of Kansas State. By the way, they're really the, good. The Kentucky Arkansas game was good. Iowa State upset Kansas as we talked about. Mississippi State upset Auburn. Some good, the the Duke Clemson game was really good. Headed down to the wire. How about the triple overtime win for TCU over Baylor? So a good weekend around the conference, which gets us to big story number two. Number two, oh. tough one in the LNC for Oklahoma as they fall eighty five to eighty four to Texas Tech. They drop below five hundred in Big Twelve play, and you know what? Through the first. Two hours and twenty-one minutes of this young very radio program. I feel like that we we haven't really gone too in depth on the Sooners' final possession. Um, let me set the scene here. We are uh, well. It didn't end up being their final possession because uh, Soares made the the three at the buzzer to make it a a one point spread. But what Uzan Milos after the missed free throw defensive rebound with sixteen seconds left. Oklahoma had a timeout if they wanted to use it. Porter Moser decided not to. When he was asked about it after the game, why he decided not to use a timeout there, he said his offense thought it was a great explanation of how that went down and why they made the decision that they made. Yeah, we, we actually talk about that in advance. If it was an attack mode down two with kind of that time and score based on what we want and knowing with Texas Tech how good their defense are, you call a timeout, then they can just completely set their D. They can get the right matchups. They can completely. So it's, it's a feel. You're seeing a lot of people. I didn't want them to set up. We were in attack mode. We were in double bonus. We went downhill with Los, who I thought Los was playing. And we have a little attack, a little hook, fake hook with different stuff we do. But, um, you know, uh, he missed a shot. So, but I thought Los had a great, you know, did offensively did some really good things in the second half. But we go in there in advance knowing, like, sometimes it's a feel if I don't like it. But, like, we were, we were coming down. He missed that free throw, and we were in attack mode. Um, on stuff we practice, and uh, sometimes when you call timeout, it, you, they can just comp- especially a team like Texas Tech, where they can just completely set your defense. So that was that was our thought process. I didn't really have a problem with it. I didn't. I feel better after hearing the explanation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a great first question. I, I couldn't tell who asked it, but it's it's a great way to start. Hey, what was the plan there? And Porter says, Hey, we talk about those going in. We know it with what they do defensively. We don't want to get them an opportunity to set up. 
So I thought that was pretty good. One more here uh, quickly from a Porter post game. It's, it's, it's our, our issue with this team. We got, we got certain – some of us, we take the foot off the gas defensively. Um, we keep fighting, and we have – I don't have 30 timeouts. You know, and we're, we come out of a timeout, we get um, – and we have some guys that simply just have – and I, I got to tip my hat off to Chance McMillan. I thought he had a career night. He was hitting flying shots into the corner. He got one off a rescreen on an end out. We just – you, you just got to be down and ready. You know what we're going to do. They hit on a low action in the far corner against their bench, that, of stuff we've gone over. And uh, everything matters when it's a one-point loss. Everything matters at a, at a one-point loss. And, um, you know, that's – you know, even this. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have thought of this, but I, I trust me, it's, it's bothered me so much. We, they were at free throw. We were like, last shot, last shot, start the action at 10. Start the action at 10. We go down the other end, they start the action at 19. We're screaming, hold up, hold up, we went the last shot. We didn't. They come down, get fouled, make two free throws. That stuff, leadership stuff that we're in there, we, we were talking about it at their free throws. See, so it was 29 seconds left, we want the last shot. We're starting our action at 10, and we started at 18. That's a complete mental breakdown. That starts with me. We're obviously not coached well enough, but we sat there and, and talked about that. Everything matters, man. Everything matters. And um, I thought offensively, you told me we would have scored 85, 84 points. Um, I thought we did some really good things, man. I had some really good things uh, offensively, time and time again, against an elite defensive team. Um, and uh, our second half defense got us. Uh, and we left nine free throws on the table. It's the first time I'll probably say that this year. It's the first time I'll say, man, we didn't, our free throw shooting got us. And that, that's literally the first time all year I've said that we've really struggled. I mean, we left nine. In a one-point game, we left nine on the table. Um, so um, those are some of the things. Gosh, so frustrating. Yeah, you could tell that uh, he was ready to go. He, he was. I, I think Porter was close to dropping a bomb there. I think he was. Fine. Well, and who could blame him? The, the execution right before half—it's a killer, or lack of execution. So OU's got Kansas State and UCF on the road this week to try to get it right. Uh, on the women's side of things, Oklahoma overcame a pesky Kansas team to win on Saturday. Uh, Sixty to fifty-five was the final score, and they won despite. Not really shooting the ball all that well. That's what you do. You know, find a way to win when it's not, quote-unquote, according to plan. Jenny Baranchek's crew is rolling right now. Skylar Van at 21 points, and they get Kansas State this week, and I don't think Aokalee's playing? No, probably not. The the expectation was four weeks, and uh, that timeline would take us, I believe, until the 11th. So it it would be a big-time shock if she does. There's a a player that's really starting to see significant minutes for this women's team that I'm very excited about, and that's Kirsten Johnson. She is really good. Blossoming. Yeah, I think she's got a chance. She had a big – I think she had a big defensive play this week and big bucket. Uh, She's got a chance to be really good and – you know, it's it's they've got to this point now when you have someone that has an off shooting night, someone steps up. Uh Sahara Williams, the freshman, was just one of eight from the floor. Uh was it Lexi Keys who was on fire in the win uh over Texas was over one from beyond the three point line. So who steps up? Skylar Van. Twenty one points. Uh, number two, Kansas State coming in. Oh, are they number two now? Yeah. So all I'm saying is uh sounds like a good uh time at the LNC to get a little rowdy. I, I will add, I'm glad you pulled that up. Serena Sundell killed us in Manhattan. Absolutely killed Oklahoma in Manhattan. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll be able to make sure she doesn't get cooking 
here against uh, when was that Wednesday night Tuesday night between those two teams it will be on Wednesday 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 pack it in let's get rowdy all right um it's 11 27 we got to get to big story number one oh sorry I guess it would help if I my bad it for yeah you. I, I'm sorry I really number one number Number one. Right, you got a break. We'll come back. Talk Super Bowl 58. All the post game sound. All the highlights next, right here on the ref. I decided I'm setting the sound, the uh, Chick fil A countdown clock, Josh, to the start of the football season. Just I, 214 days away. Now, again, the timing is a little bit off there because we don't know what time that opener is going to kick off for the Sooners in well, Normandy's what did you roll Temple. With? I just, I think that's like going to midnight, so it's actually game day. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't go that in depth. I don't want to fight with anyone over it on the text line yet. Ah, oh, that's incorrect. Still 215 days, seven hours, and six minutes. Come on, Plank. <laughs> well, we're in the ballpark. We're close enough. So, uh, tons of football stuff to get to, but we are we are T minus. What would that be? 14, 13 days from the Super Bowl, and it's the Chiefs and it's the Niners. It's twenty twenty all over again. Kind twenty. What is that? Twenty twenty one all over again. I do appreciate how everyone has pointed out twenty twenty all. Over yeah, again. okay. That as soon as this Super Bowl was over, that's when the the pandemic really took off. Which, by the way, also curious timing, Josh. I was at the same time boarding a flight to go to Mexico the week before the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry, the week after the Super Bowl, because that's when the Super Bowl was it was earlier. And when they asked me, it's like, hey, have you traveled to China at all? And I'm like, I, I, why are you asking me this right now? I have no, I haven't. And, and then you found out. I found out why. But I don't care about that. I care about seeing Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. In all seriousness, I, I, I think it's intriguing to see the way that the Chiefs have done it. They had never played a game in the playoffs outside of Arrowhead in the Patrick Mahomes era. Outside and, of the Super Bowls. Outside of the Super Bowls. They went on the road and won two. Yeah. And for, oh, I got too quick on the trigger finger on that. And for Patrick Mahomes, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Just going to do two hostile environments, having to come together as a team and, and to win those games and, and hold that trophy. It really was special. But if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. So we'll try. <laughs> uh, after we go through the Super Bowl and hopefully win it, we're going to try to get it back at Arrowhead uh, next year. I love this quote from Andy Reid. Uh, in fact, if – I, I want my coach to be like this. I, I I want my coach to be like this. I'm so happy for the guys and how they how they handled that. When it came time to put the hammer down, uh, they put the hammer down, which was which was important. And the best part is we're not done. You know, we we've got another game, and you love these seasons to carry on as long as they can possibly carry on, and and we're there. When they needed to put the hammer down, Josh. They put the hammer down. Yeah, made some big, made the big defensive play with the interception, and uh, obviously one final big throw from Patrick Mahomes. Meanwhile, uh, I've often been told that the best stories are in the losers' locker room. Here's Lamar Jackson on his mistakes. I felt like if we wouldn't turn the ball over, we definitely would have had a shot. We definitely would have came out with a win. But they did a great job of not turning the ball over and putting points on the board. I mean, we said it a lot. They have no one to blame but themselves. I mean, they made some key mistakes. And they came up with a, a big fourth down stop that yeah, they uh, did. That made the, the first fumble, you know, you don't want to say inconsequential, but in some ways they wiped it out, right? Yeah, no, it did. It didn't end up costing them anything. The uh, 
forced throw, though, was not great into triple coverage, of course. And then uh, the fumble by Zay Flowers changed everything. Um, you want John Harbaugh? Sure. Okay, here's, here's what he said about uh, Lamar Jackson. I told him to stand up tall. You know, he's had a great season. He, he, his performance today was all heart. He fought. He went out there and gave it everything he had, so I don't think that's anything that I'd be disappointed in. Did you um, happen to hear the Baltimore Ravens radio network final call? Did, no. Did, did, TJ, did Toby play that this morning? All right, listen to this. This is salty of salty, right? <laughs> Let's hear it. Patrick Mahomes takes the final snap of what is the end of the Ravens season. The Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Super Bowl 58 as they beat the Ravens 17-10. Our final score on what proves to be the final chapter of the Ravens 2023 season. A magnificent season. Super Bowl 58 will play out between the Kansas City Chiefs and the winner of either the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. And I have a funny feeling we're all Lions fans now. Go for the underdog in the <laughs> NFC, I would say. But this one plays out with heavy hearts in Baltimore as yeah. they come up short. The Ravens lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, 17-10. And the Chiefs now will talk of dynasty. And unfortunately, we will hear a lot of Taylor Swift songs in the two weeks ahead. Oh, yeah, that's very unfortunate. Final score this afternoon in the AFC Championship game. Kansas City, 17. Ravens, 10. What a couple of bozos. I was like, just... Just say goodnight. Have them come back. You're good. No one cares who you're rooting for. It's Ravens fans that are sad and mad right now. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I haven't heard Mitch Holtis yet. Let me let me see what his call. I bet it's as subdued as that. What do you oh, think? Oh yeah. <laughs> A flip by Richie James Jr. That means this game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're gonna have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt Trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. That's pretty good. That's Let's pretty good. Go, that's Mitch. pretty. That's Let's pretty go, good. Baby. I gotta give him that. Though I, I, they got to be quieter handing him the script of what he had written, right? I mean, he's like, guys, be a little bit quieter. That's his thing, man. That's what he's always saying. What, uh, disrespect? Yeah, you can dislike him, disrespect. You're going to have to deal with him. I, I felt like of of all the teams that say stuff like that, it's like, man, just nobody – everyone counted us out. The Chiefs actually can say that this year. They can – Well, they, they're going to – if they win the Super Bowl, they'll have been dogs in three straight games. Wow. I don't think they're going to end up being a, an underdog – by the time the Super Bowl, you kicks think they'll off. end up a, as the favorite? Yeah, I think so. It's in already fact, moved a point. Yeah, it's already it, it moved from two and a half to a pick'em in some places. So interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll get more from the Lions later. All right, quick break. When we come out, or when we come back, with the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on the Home of Center Fans. Everyone's introducing themselves to me since I haven't been here in so long. I, there's there's certain things that I miss about the home studio. Like the ability when the show's over to go, that's it. That's it. But there's also the, I'm a creature of habit, Josh. The drive, everything matters. You know, it's all part of getting ready for this show. Indeed. Uh, Let me hit some of these texts quickly. Plus, you probably feel like a a true radio pro being here. That's right. I feel a little bit more official than going to my detached garage. That's that's not bad, though. Where I'm currently fighting for space with 
spilled pig feed. That is how you know you've made it is when you can broadcast from home. That's right. Shark writes, why the heck are the new Big 12 members cowering to the shorthorns? They should, in Plank's words, freaking embrace it. Oh, my gosh, yes. I just... I, I think guys like Mark Pope are just really good dudes. <laughs> I just think that's at the core. And BYU, it's a little different there. Now, I don't think you're going to see Grant McCaslin if Tech is – is Tech hosting Texas this year? I know they went there and beat him. But if if Tech is is hosting Texas and they're wearing horns down shirts, I don't think that Grant McCaslin is going to go out there and go, hey, 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 guys, cut that out, okay? You cut it out. S. Rob Booman. How about the battle of the Big 12 quarterbacks in the Super Bowl with Mahomes and Purdy? Not bad for a league that supposedly didn't have any decent quarterbacks, according to the media pundits. Yeah, thanks to Patrick Mahomes' success in the NFL, it's really kind of turned that tide from what was a laughable legacy thanks to like the RG3s of the world. And we'll see what happens going forward with both Baker and, and Kyler and Jalen, uh, if you want to adopt him, right? I mean, played at sure. Oklahoma I mean, we'll his claim final it. year. We'll so, claim it. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's kind of the golden era right now of Big 12 quarterbacks in the NFL. I like this from Lloyd. He writes, Toby is 100% right. The actual snowflakes don't deserve the association with these wimps. We'll just call them longhorns and give them horns down for them. That was one of my favorite Toby and TJ segments I've heard in a while. When... T-Row was talking about what did, what did snowflakes deserve or what do they do to, to deserve to be attached to someone that's soft? I mean, snowflakes are pure. They're awesome. They're beautiful. And now all of a sudden they're uh, tainted. They're tainted. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be a snowflake. That's a, it's a good point. Uh, Jave, uh, Javen McCollum writes, <laughs> Brent from Jinx writes, Someone had written Javen McCollum, and you know me, I got a little Ron Burgundy in me. <laughs> Anchorman. <laughs> I was at the game Saturday, writes Brink, uh, Brent. Up nine with six to go, then we suddenly stopped doing what was working. In the last six minutes, Uzon had too much dribbling, not enough passing, and throwing up terrible Lopez in his shots. Milo should be coming off the bench, in my opinion. We completely choked at the end of the last two games. Terrible free throw percentage, end of game Uzon, and coaching schemes cost us. Embarrassing. Oh. He took that loss a lot harder than I expected some did. It's a combination, too, Brent, right? There was the Texas game, then there's the Texas Tech game. Oh, Texas Tech. I love Tech Tina. But some of you Tech fans, man, holy smokes. To, uh, yeah, not not make that lead stand up is incredibly disappointing. What about you, Zan, coming off the bench? Do, uh, do you put anything into that? Soros has, has played some good basketball. Oh, I was like, yeah, maybe. But I, I do I, – I still think uh, Uzan and, and Otega Owe are the, the foundation. So you got to – Alongside uh, McCollum yeah, on this team. On, on this team, right. But those guys, yeah, for this season and, but, and beyond. Uh, like I said earlier, man, I just – I think – oh, thank you, Casey. I think he's got all the potential in all the right. world. Gary, your prize pack has arrived thanks to the boss yeah, lady. that's good. Now I gotta now I gotta call Caitlin and get your tickets for the next meet. Um, I think he's got 
the most potential of anyone on that team. I just I think he's got a chance to be really special. Well, he needs to play better. He just got to be what better. It is. I, I think I used the term he's got to be more consistent earlier. He's just got to be better, and I don't really know how to phrase that. Uh, Curtis B. writes, Josh and Plank, congrats to your Chiefs. Thank you, Curtis. I was in Tahlequah, writes Curtis, at a rabbit show for 4-H. And did you guys see the photo on Sooner Football with the receivers and Coach Jones with the horns down and the four studs behind him? Yeah, that was one of my favorite. I wasn't told to please go like this Instagram post, so that was one of my favorites. Gosh, I'm turning into an old man. Show me some love. Go like this. I'm like, why don't you just sign here, and then we'll uh, I'll go like your posts. I still have yet to be at a recruiting ceremony where a guy says, I just wanted to say that I've decided to commit to the University of Oklahoma because they liked my Instagram post more than uh, Iowa did. So what's up, Sooner Nation? So that's why I'm here. Uh, Curtis B., while you were at Tahlequah for a rabbit show, I was in Lexington for pig show. And it was interesting. Electric. It was electric. My daughter won. Wow. How about that? Congrats. She won in her her group, and then she won her overall thing thingy. Now, she wasn't the grand champion, but a Washington warrior won it. What up? Washington FFA. Just winning titles everywhere. She must have been pumped. No, she wasn't. She was a complete and total a-hole about it. Because That's, she didn't win the grand championship? No, because she's a teenager. I don't know what makes – hey. Those of you who have raised a teenager, and I went through this with a boy, and it was smooth. Josh, it was easy, right? It was my son's like, oh, yeah, Dad, I did my homework. I'm going to go over here. I'm like, this is great. With the daughter, it's like everything's the most dramatic thing that ever happened. Like, I, why, would, why would she not be happy? I don't know. Well, I don't listen, listen, she, she was happy, but it was just very dramatic. She didn't feel like she deserved it. Her pig wasn't performing the way that it should, and that's not code for anything. <laughs> But yeah, so, so even though she won, she was disappointed with how it played out. Dude, we got to have a conversation at some point. That's like me yesterday. Wow, we didn't beat the Ravens by enough. You're right. I mean, that's <laughs> she. She has turned into my uh, my buddy from Tennessee that texts the show. <laughs> Wasn't good enough. She fi- I think she got. We got a little hideaway pizza in her, and she was happy. Dude, I had a great experience at hideaway pizza. They uh, <laughs> they made the wrong pizza, and the lady came out. She's like, but. It's this is like a new pizza we've just started making. So, would you like to try it? <laughs> you think I'm going to say no to it? <laughs> Free pizza. I'm like, so you're telling me you're going to give us this pizza, and then we're going to get our other two that we ordered? Yes, sir. Bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> Game on, baby. It was good. It had honey on it. I never had that before. Yeah, their their hot honey's really good. It there. was really good. But yeah, I uh, back to the original point from Curtis. There were a couple of of photos that that made the rounds this weekend where you're like. That looks really cool. Uh, that OU Crimson and Crane looks really cool on that kid. It's a great recruiting staff. Uh, and then uh, one more here before we uh, before we get out this hour. On a serious note, writes 5808, best texter of the day. If Buffalo and Baltimore couldn't beat this KC team at home in the playoffs, I think it's safe to say they're never beating KC when it counts. More serious note. Me and Lay's potato chips are done. Finished. It's over. Hashtag Cowboys. <laughs> They're going to get Kansas City at some point. But, yeah, I mean, it's right now it looks like it's tough to do. How? How? They're going to get better. 
they're gonna get because they're gonna actually go get some receivers from Holmes this offseason. Yeah, season. but they might not be as good defensively. Okay. I mean, it's just no uh, talent. I appreciate you trying to give me some hope there, Josh. All right, let's get a break and get out of here. Steel Man's ready to roll. We got our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts next. So, Josh, I was asking Steel Man this before he takes over in our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. PrimroseFuneralService.com. Uh, pre-plan your memorial service. Let the uh, caring experts at Primrose help take what can be a, a, a the, the worst moment of your family's life a little easier for them. Call today at 405-321-6000. Uh, Celebration of Life Center is incredible, and they're obviously getting ready for a new facility, 405-321-6000. What was the Popeye's commercial about, and what is State Farm doing? I just I want to have a quick commercial conversation in our last two minutes here. Did you catch the Kim Jong commercial for Popeyes? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. I must have been too dialed into other things. He's like cryogenically frozen. And it's like coming February, whatever. You're like, I, I don't I don't want to eat Kim Jong. I, I want Popeye's wings. I mean, what are we even doing right here? And then Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna be the new spokesperson for State Farm. Did you catch that one? <laughs> no. no. I must not have been paying Did attention. Did you watch any of the commercials, Josh? Well, Fiance kept hitting the mute button. Oh, gotcha. So I was like, not dialed in. Very perplexed by both of those. Three texts before we get out. Sleepy sooner. Don't forget, Blake Bell, another Big 12 quarterback in the Super Bowl. That is true. A great point. The 405. Grant McCaslin won't what? Tech will not only allow the shirts, he'll print the shirts and they will put them on the seats. Absolutely, they will. Oh, my gosh. Bitterman everywhere in Lubbock. Y'all, enjoy your success. And this from the 405, bro, the pollinator at Hideaway is life-changing. That was it. That's what I had. Nice. That's what I had. It was amazing. Congratulations, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Big time. One more. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday. Uh, Parker Thune with Steely. Mike Steely coming up next to recap the big junior weekend right here on The Ref.